to another episode of Trick Talks. My name is Barbara Lally and today we are here with Ariel. How are you, Ariel? Wonderful. How are you? I'm doing well, thanks. Are you ready to get started? Yes, I am. Perfect. So tell us a little bit about your trick, how old you were, where did you pull from, things like that. I believe I was eight years old. Um, uh, It started in the night. Uh, We got a bigger house uh, when I was little. And I remember the bathroom was down the hall and I wasn't allowed to turn on the lights to go to the bathroom. So I remember sitting up, having to go to the bathroom, afraid. And then I remember just yanking all of my eyelashes out. And that was the first time that happened. I ended up getting a spanking for that. And I tried to control it for the longest time to stop pulling because I got spankings every time she noticed it. Um, But I just couldn't like. I walked around with, at first it was just patches, the middle part of my eyelash lids. It was just patches missing. Now I'm to the point where I don't have any. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Did you notice kind of when you first were pulling, hey, I have this like itchy sensation. I want to do more. Like it's kind of spreading. How, what did you feel in those moments? If you remember, I know you were little. Oh, yeah, I I totally remember because it just felt like there were like bugs coming out of my eyelid, like pinching. It felt like pinches, little tiny pinches. It's so hard to describe. But I remember like it was like a tingling, like a pinch. And I always describe it as like a needle poking me. And so I pulled an eyelash out and I just kept pulling. And then I got one with like this chunky root and I was looking at it and I was like, oh, my goodness. And then I just kept pulling and pulling and pulling. And the more I pulled, the better I felt until I looked down at my, I would place them right here. I looked down at my chest and I was like, oh crap, (laughs) there was a lot. And then I was like, oh my gosh, how do I hide this? I took a Sharpie and I drew right there, Uh, but she noticed. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did you know right away, kind of, I know probably, I'm not going to assume your answer, but at eight years old, did you know what trichotillomania was, or when did you find out that it had a name? Um, I didn't know what it was. I found out because um, I had a really bad emotional breakdown. I um, had just had my son, and um, I had postpartum depression, and I sat in a pile of laundry, dirty laundry, and I yanked every single eyelash out. And I was just like, there has to be either I'm the only person on the planet doing this or there's a condition. Um, And then I looked it up, hair pulling. And I was an adult at this time. So I was just like, oh, my gosh, there's a it's a thing. It's a thing. And my family had told me my whole life I was the only person on the earth doing this. So Mm. I thought my whole entire life I was alone. (laughs) Mm hmm. Yeah. How did it feel knowing like, whoa, I'm not like there are people out here like me. It was a breath of fresh air. I remember crying and I called my my mom that adopted me. 
I remember calling her and asking her if she knew it was a thing. She's like, no, she didn't even know. Um, and I just felt so relieved. I posted it on my Facebook. And then my biological family, they jumped on my Facebook and was like, that's weird. That's gross. You shouldn't tell people that. You should keep that to yourself. Um, but I didn't. I kind of walked around and then I started noticing a lot of people more than I even thought, like even with just your eyebrows, your eyelashes, your hair, I would notice people are missing patches of hair and I'm like, they could have it. And one day I saw a girl in Walmart and I just ran up to her. It was after I found out what it was. And I was like, do you have trichotillomania? And she says, yes. How did you know? And I was like, oh my God, me too. And I was like, I'm sorry, I don't mean to be a creep, <laughs> but I've been looking for people like me to talk to. Um, and I talked to her for about a year, but I have no idea where she is. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't want to be a creep, but do you have trickle telemania? And she's like, yeah, how did you know? And I was like, I just was looking at your eyelashes. They look like mine. And I showed her mine. And I was like, I don't want to be a creep, but I mean, this is, you know, I was looking for people like you. Um, local and I kept in contact with her for a year but I don't know where she is these days <laughs> wow but that's still amazing and I like that you went up to her and asked her like hey do you have this because that I mean being told your whole life hey you're the only one and then you're like wait no I'm not and then you meet someone in real life that must be really like heartwarming yeah it was and she was really happy she met me and I was happy to meet her <laughs> Yeah. Did you, um, was she, were you the first person she had met? Yes, I was. I was the first person she had met, um, that came up to her. And then from then on, I mean, it just became a thing where she met someone and I met someone. And, um, at the time I wasn't in the Facebook group, I'm still in the Facebook group, but they're not so active anymore. But, mm -hmm. um, at the time we were in the same Facebook group and, um, meeting more people. And I, heard there were like con um, conventions and everything. So I was just like, wow, this is incredible. <laughs> mm -hmm. I know that in my personal experience, there have been moments where like, I feel as though the people who were older than me at the time used a sort of like, let me shame you out of this. Like, let me make you feel bad. And so like, then you stop. And I'm like, that, that doesn't work. Was that, it seemed like that was something you might've experienced as well. Yep, same exact thing. They tried to make me feel bad about it. I remember one time my cousin was babysitting me and I had yanked out a considerably large amount of eyelashes after they just grew. He was so furious. He went and got the scissors and was like, well, now I'm going to cut them all off. And then he called everybody in to laugh at me. Look at her. Doesn't she look sick? She looks weird. And they literally just made it like, shame me hour but I mean it didn't do anything but make me pick the small ones out because the texture was different and I would mm -hmm. do this and then I would just <laughs> yeah and it's so I mean it's just it's really really it's it's so you know horrible that they would do that to you and it's so sad because I'm like oh my gosh if we had better representation as like a community I feel as though that type of stuff wouldn't happen like maybe their parents and their parents and their parents all use that like shame technique it does not work nobody is shamed and out of anything it just makes us miserable like mm -hmm. PSA for everybody mm -hmm. don't do that anymore <laughs> mm -hmm. 
So when did when you went to school and you didn't have eyelashes, you do you used ways to like cover it up with like the sharpie or like you know what are some other things that you did and did people often point it out? Um, yes, yeah, school. I don't know if you experienced this, but school was hard. <laughs> I didn't have friends. I was known as the crybaby um, because anytime someone pointed out my eyelashes, that embarrassed my brothers. Um, so oftentimes I would hide and I would put my head down and I was super depressed and I just cried every lunch. I pretty much cried. I spent lunch in the office, um, because kids would pick on me about my eyelashes. And then the fact that I wasn't giving people explanations, I would just cry instantly if they mentioned it. Um, and yeah, the people were very mean about it. I got called a lot of names a lot of names um i i was told i look sick all the time or you look petrified you look sick you look ill that's what i heard my whole life um and then when i um got into middle school and i got boobs <laughs> that's finally when i started making friends but i wasn't also i was in a family that's extremely pentecostal baptist um no makeup allowed so I would have the Sharpie on my eyelid and they would say, that's makeup. And I would get in trouble for that. So it was really hard. They kind of kept me. I didn't have friends. And then mm -hmm. um, when I got into high school, I was in foster care. Um, obviously, they were abusive people. <laughs> mm -hmm. And um, then I would just when I would greet people, I would go, hi, I'm Ariel. I have triple telomania or no, I pull my eyelashes out. Um, that was before I knew it was a thing. Um, I pulled my eyelashes out and, um, yeah, any questions? It's uh, stress. <laughs> you just get it out the way and they would go, I didn't notice. Not until you said anything. And I was like, yeah, just beat you to it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think for a lot of people who don't have <clears throat> a BFRB, they don't understand the everyday every minute every second paranoia and and general fear of like being talked to about it being having it being you know pointed out made fun of like it's so much more than just like hey i'm missing my eyelashes it's mm -hmm. affecting every day every minute every second life and like i can't handle it especially being so young like eight years old you mm -hmm. know that's so much pressure to be put on a little child like that it really is yeah. How did you get to the point where you're open to talking about it and you're, you're ready to share? I know the high school that was, I love that, by the way, that's such a good idea. Like, <laughs> Hey, this is me. Here we go. Beating you to it. Like, yeah. That was such a great, that's a great transition. And you feel like, do you feel like you owned it? Like at that point? Yeah. Yeah. At that point I had just established that this isn't going away and this is continuing to be a topic that triggers me into rage or just an emotional breakdown even and the way you know teenagers are they just ask and ask and ask doesn't that hurt that's gross i could never do that oh yuck so i, I would just get that all out of the way immediately with everyone i ever met that had anything to do with my circle i often wore because i was a little scene kid i wore my hair in my face a lot um but anytime someone noticed it was a problem. So I got to the point where I was just like, this is me. <laughs> um, but that was not easy. I mean, it, it's still not easy sometimes because people still shame me to this day. Mm -hmm. They go, ew, 
wow, nasty. And I'm like, oh, okay, we're still doing this. <laughs> yeah. And you would think like there's so much, um, so many people are now more open about mental health and like their personal struggles. Like you would think like, oh, I'm not going to get that same reaction that I did 10, 15 years ago. And to still do it, like, how do you respond to those people? Um, I, I immediately start off when I start getting negative responses, like, oh, it just happened at work too. How could you even stomach that? Um, I was told by a coworker and, um, I say, well, it's a mental illness. It's from the trauma. I don't know what else to tell you. Uh, and then it kind of shuts them down. Like, oh, okay. I just made her very vulnerable and it makes them uncomfortable. So, I mean, I just immediately just start babbling about my it's sad to like guilt trip people but I mean that's what I do like you know I it wasn't easy growing up and then I have people like you calling me gross so just yeah. lay it all out there and it annoys me so bad like I'm like but my blood is like boiling over here because like what I think especially as an adult like children I've had trauma from you know school the kids po you know pointing it out all this make fun of me and like in my head as an adult, I'm like, you know what? They just didn't know better. Like I'm trying to like rationalize like they're little kids. Maybe mm -hmm. as an adult, they wouldn't do that. But it seems like those kids can grow up and still not have the manners to not point something out like that. I don't under, I cannot get that around my head that uh -huh. a grown up say something is gross. Like I can't even feel, I can't understand. Yep. And then for them to, to feel uncomfortable. And I like that. I like that. It's like, you know what? You asked. So here's what the reason is. And if you feel uncomfortable, mm -hmm. maybe you should look it up. Maybe you need to work on yep. your, your inner stuff. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Mm -mm. Mm -mm -mm. Yeah. Have what you have shared with people? Have you, has anyone ever been like me too? Besides that, the one girl you met? Um, yes, actually a lot more these days, recent. It, it hasn't always been since COVID, actually, a lot more people have been more forthcoming about their hair. Um, I met a lady who showed me the middle of her hair and I just would have never thought that. Um, yeah. And my sister, um, she has no eyebrows. She just admitted she's been pulling them all out. And it's so funny because she's one of the people who shamed me and she's got no eyebrows because she's pulling all her eyebrows out. So I was like, oh, that's interesting. So yeah, a lot more people are talking about, you know, it's I'm meeting people with, that are pulling their hair. Like, um, but I haven't met anybody with eyelashes, not quite yet. Mm -hmm. Eyelashes, I pull I've pulled from my eyebrows, eyelashes, and hair. And the hair and the eyelashes, I don't like pull my eyebrows anymore. I don't know why. Just like stop feeling good to me, I guess. Mm -hmm. But the eyelashes are the hardest for me to stop like they're so I don't know like the the tingly sensation something about them I'm constantly like drawn to them like I want to mm -hmm. pull them out more so than other areas yes and I don't understand why I don't understand why either um I've tried everything um anytime I get too stressed there goes my eyelashes and I instantly when I get overwhelmed I start to feel sick because I know tonight's gonna be another hard night Mm-hmm. Have you had, I recently had this where I had a hard night. I wake up, I'm usually, sometimes when I wake up, it's like, whoo, okay, like fresh start. Like I'm not feeling that same urge. 
but very I had a rough night I woke up still feeling the same sensation on my eyelid of wanting to pull more and I was like no like I just knew the day was mm -hmm. gonna be yep I get the same thing same exact thing it is so and it's like I know I'm gonna be mad at myself but I just get I'm like maybe if I just tug at it and I don't pull it out and that is my always my biggest mistake because you're tugging at it and you're satisfying that nudge and then I just end up maybe just this one. Oh, that felt good. Okay, another one. And it's like, oh. <laughs> mm -hmm. And do you do the thing where like sometimes I'll be like very risky and I'm like, let me just grab this big, like a bigger chunk. I'm like, what would happen? And then like three or four come out. All the time. <laughs> All the time. Like a little patch. And I'm just like looking at it like, ugh. Then I get a little bit of chills. And I'm mm -hmm. like, well, there's no turning back now. Let's, uh, uh. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. And sometimes tell me if you feel the same way. Sometimes it makes me feel better if I have none versus having that patch because I'm like, it bothers me that it's so uneven and just patchy that I, I prefer nothing at all versus that. I 100% agree. I agree 100%. This last time I had like, a tiny patch right here and then on the corner here and then a little not completely in the corner but like right here and i just looked ridiculous so i was like all right they're all coming out so and then but for some reason not all the time but this last time my eyelashes in the small patch did not want to go and my eyes just started watering like crazy and i was like i'm sorry i'm finishing and then my eyelids swole up it's almost more triggering to have the unevenness than to just have the blank slate. Do you find like once it's once it's like a blank slate, do you have like days where you're like, you know what? Like you're kind of not going there because you kind of know, hey, we're we're not there's nothing there. I don't need to to reach up. Uh-huh. Um I have those moments, but oftentimes more than no when I complete the whole eyelid then I go in with the mirror and the flashlight and the tweezers and I shine the flashlight on the eyelid. I'm looking for that one little piece of hair sticking out and I'm trying to get it out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you do lower lid too? Yeah, lower. Yeah. And plus I have hairs in the middle right here. I mm -hmm. get those too when I get the flashlight and then I get those. No hair is safe. No. When I was younger, I tried to pull from other parts of my body because I was like, oh, like, let me pull my nose hair. Like, let me pull my arm hair. Like, let me do other things, as, you know, instead of this. And it really didn't feel good. It actually hurt so bad. Like, my nose? Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. You would think I got punched in the nose. I was like, my eyes were watering. <laughs> Have you tried, like, anything like that when you were younger? Yeah, I, I try, like, I like waxing a lot, like, my armpits. Um, something about that it the my hairs and my armpits get these really big roots so i do try my armpit but like i don't know it gets really weird i got my armpit my nose is completely clear of hairs there's nothing in there I tweeze them. they're all gone i'm like completely immune to the feeling of it my fiance just breaks out into tears when i get one hair out of his nose but me i'm just like i could sit there like this they're all gone nothing there here as well my eyebrows 
I have some makeup on them, but yeah, I do the eyebrows as well. Mm-hmm. Nothing safe. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nothing mm-hmm. is safe. When you start pulling and you're in that moment with like the flashlight, you're in the mirror with the tweezers. Do you notice yourself kind of being in sort of like a trance? Like you, you wouldn't even be able to snap out of it if you tried? Yeah, it's a mission. I literally look at it like a mission. I am completing a mission until either I get tired or one of my kids gets up. Either mm-hmm. one of my kids gets up, they need me immediately, which is, I hope for that most of the time. They come mm-hmm. in and say, I need you, mom. Or um, I get tired and finally go to sleep. That's the only way it could stop. Those are the mm-hmm. only two ways, um, which sucks. Mm-hmm. It's a complete bummer. Yeah, because it's like two hours pass, three hours mm-hmm. pass. You look mm-hmm. down, you're like, oh, geez. I'm not like, because there's part of, like, I, I personally enjoy it. Like, I like it. I don't love what happens after, but like, the sensation is something I like. Like, I've, it's just something I like. And so mm-hmm. afterwards, I'm like, ugh, it's that, that cycle of like, oh, I want to do this because it's going to make me feel better because I don't feel good. But now I feel really horrible, even worse. How do I feel better? I pull out more. It's, mm. I'm right there with you. I've never met someone so similar to me. <laughs> <laughs> never. Um, I also don't drink. I don't smoke. And, um, but I feel like my addiction is this, you mm-hmm. know? And so I don't even really need substances because I am struggling with this. I, uh, it's an always a constant everyday battle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, when I was, I used to be a teacher and when I was teaching, I had like no eyelashes at all during, after the pandemic, when I came back to school. Um, and so I would wear the fake eyelashes, but then, and it would be great for a moment because I'd cover them up. I'd even sleep in them. Like I was not taking them off unless they looked wow. crazy. Yeah. And then it'd be great. But then I would pull the, like the glue off mm-hmm. and the lashes are there. So it was like a nice barrier, but also like kind of also made me like hyper fixate on them because I'm like trying to get the glue did you ever consider wearing like false lashes or anything um I have tried they make my eyelid too heavy and throughout the whole entire day that is all I can think of when I take those lashes off and yank out the glue and the hairs there that were suffering I noticed my um the where the hair comes out the what the whole gets agitated with the the glue and the eyeliner combination so my eyes water non-stop non-stop watering so when i get home the first thing i'm doing is taking all that off and ripping all the hairs up Mm -hmm. so i don't wear false eyelashes when i get eyelashes when they grow out um i just put on a crap load of mascara and leave that on until the itch comes from Tell me about a moment or moments where they have grown back. Like, did you notice anything was different in your life or it was just one of those things where like, hey, they're growing back? I am realizing it's a part of my trauma response um, because I was an abused little kid. I noticed that's when the eyelash issue became worse. And then I am still going through a divorce right now. It's been almost three years. He still hasn't, I haven't gotten the divorce yet. I'm engaged 
can't get married, can't leave California until this is finished. I have a house in Texas. I'm going through a court battle. Um, I'm living with my grandparents. And I noticed that stress became so hard that one night I just yanked them all out. I grew them back and I had them for a year and a half. And all the stress just stacked up on top of each other. And I started pulling, pulling. And then that's when I created the Instagram. Um, I thought maybe if I see this on the phone, what I'm doing, everything that I could read it back and be like, yeah, you don't want to be in that state of mind again, but it is not helping. It's not helping at all. I'm just posting and then doing it again. So now they're all gone right now. I have none. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it's, I can grow them out if I don't have stress, but mm-hmm. stress, oh, it's everywhere, even at work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I wonder, it's so, it's interesting to me because usually like people can put on like, they're putting on a brave face, but like, I feel like with me, my, one of my things, like my own personal journey was like, I'm going to show up how I look right now. So like, now I have like, I'm missing all this. I have like tiny on the one side. I see them. Thanks. So yeah. So I pulled out a lot and I'm like, you know what? It's interesting because I, could cover it up if I want to, but like my personal things, like I'm not going to at the moment, but people at work, people who I'm not even friends with, they can kind of see how my mental health is just based on the fact, like, are they sparse or are they fully grown in? You know, it's like an interesting Whoa. idea. I never thought about it before until like recently. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I've always worn very thick black liner. Um, like I told you the Sharpie, I was, mm-hmm. I was putting that Sharpie on. <laughs> every day and then I discovered eyeliner um I took the spankings I did not even care I've always worn very dark eyeliner um so that it's less noticeable but I still introduce myself by I am triggered by stress and that causes me to pull my eyelashes out any questions (laughs) Mm -hmm. um but yeah I never even thought about I typically even at home I sleep in my eyeliner I don't, Mm -hmm. it's always on. My fiance gets so mad. He's like, you don't need that. I I accept you for who you are. I was like, yeah, but at the same time, I feel bad that you'd have to live with me looking like this. And he literally hates it. He hates Mm -hmm. it. He's always trying to wipe it off. He feels bad because I get eye infections easily. Mm -hmm. And um, I just like, yeah, but I'm not going to take off my eyeliner. And that's a shame because I feel like the world has done that to me. Made me Mm -hmm. feel like crap about it for so long. I'm just like, it is what it is. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And hey, I mean, if that's like, it's all part of your journey. Like, don't feel bad. If that's what makes you happy in, you know, in regards to your trick, if that, if that's your thing, that's your thing. If it changes, it changes. If it doesn't, it Mm -hmm. doesn't, you know, there's already enough pressure on us to look a certain way and and you know all the things that we tell ourselves when we're pulling we don't need anything extra we don't we can we'll yeah, be and I look at you and I'm like but you look so beautiful and I'm <gasps> like why don't I feel beautiful you look wonderful like you look fantastic and I want that I want that confidence because I'm always talking about body positivity I'm plus size I love who I am I love people but then I'm so harsh on myself about this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's, uh, I tell you what, it's not, it hasn't been easy. I, I guess when I left teaching, cause I, I put them on my fake eyelashes for the kids, you know, I, I didn't really want to tell them. It's not that it wouldn't have been a good learning experience. It was just like, you don't really need to know your teacher's personal business. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's not, if it was a kid in the class, then maybe I would like share to them. But, um, yeah, I was just like, you know what? I'm not, I'm just going to force myself out of it. And like, it was so hard because I didn't want anyone looking at me and noticing and seeing because that's my whole childhood I was so scared to do it mm -hmm. and then I'm, I'm I'm reclaiming this like we're we're doing this thing and so like day after day I'm I'm getting like no response or I'm getting positive responses or like oh I never even noticed or if a coworker who's ne they've never asked but um I have a tattoo of my book title which is about my life with tricks so you know, if I, if I'm talking to them about that, it's kind of like a whole thing where eventually I'm like, okay, this is what I look like. Oh, well, like, you know, but it was hard, so hard. And it's been like almost a year, but like, I'll go to weddings with my boyfriend's friends and I'm showing up like this and like, you know, <laughs> I'm like, I'm going, like, I have to, I just have to, otherwise I'm going to, I feel like I would fall back into the hiding and the scared. And I'm like, I'm tired of that. I've been there the whole, my whole life, you know, it's like a, a fight with me and myself. Like we already did this for so long. That's so, so empowering. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. That's powerful, dude. Oh my gosh. That's inspiring because I've been hiding, hiding, hiding my whole entire life. And my fiance is the most supportive person on the planet. He, I love you for who you are. I love you for who you are. Stop this. He'll take my eyeliner and hide it or he won't give it to me or he won't buy it. <laughs> And mm -hmm. I'm just like, at some point, I'm going to have to feel that this is okay to be me. And I love that about you. Unapologetically you. Yeah. I love Try it. Thanks. <laughs> so, hey, maybe like a little bit at a time. Who knows? I just turned 31. So I only started this around my 30s. And I had trick for 20 years before that. So when I was 10. So it's been a while. It's not like a brand new, like I'm always this way. It was it was definitely a long journey to get here that's beautiful and very inspiring i am very inspired right now yeah that's awesome so tell me when you told your fiance about it was it one of those situations where you met him and you're like hey this is me i pull my eyelashes out actually no we went on a, a couple of dates um and then um one day i told him he looked at me my eyes in the sun um, and I just said, yes, my eyelashes are missing. Yes, I pulled them out. And he's like, oh, no. And then he gave me a hug and then he gave me a kiss. And he's like, not my baby. It's okay. We're going to be okay. And I was like, oh, my God, that was so sweet. And then he said, I love you for who you are. So. Oh, my gosh. Keeper, keeper, keeper. He really That's is. Keeper. That's amazing. So does he try to, um, like, does he want to be, or has he, a like, asked you about, like, being an accountability partner? Like, if he notices that you're kind of reaching up there, do you want him to, like, remind you, like, hey, stop? Or is it something that you're like, yeah, I don't really need that? Um, I actually asked him if he notices to chime in because um, my brain, I don't know, something about him. Like, with my ex-husband, I he was no help. I would just pull my lashes out in front of him and not care. Like there was nothing he could do to stop me. Get away from me. This is my time. 
Um, but with my fiance, when he goes, oh, no, are you okay? I can stop and look at him. And that's never been the case in so long. And I could be like, I'm stressed. And then he'll come and sit and talk with me. And then I notice too, if he feels like I'm in like a really bad mood and I'm doing it, he'll come by and look in the mirror with me. What we doing? <laughs> oh, oh my gosh, that's nice. <laughs> and so I'm like, oh, losing my mind. Can you mm -hmm. tell? He's like, yeah. And he was like, okay, I'll just watch you. And then I get uncomfortable, like, well, don't watch. Close my mirror and put my tweezers and mirror away. <laughs> That's amazing. I love that. I love that. <laughs> yeah. And so he's like, he's like telling me, but not telling me. So I feel like it's my choice, not his. Mm -hmm. That's really nice because it is, I just love the idea of like the actual physical support like i'm i'm looking in the mirror with you like i'm i'm sitting next to you mm -hmm. it's like i love that it's it's about your trick but it's also just about you in general like it's how are mm -hmm. we doing oh that's so nice yeah i would have never thought of that i would have never thought it would work but he literally he'll get on the bed and he'll go looking at it mm, that's a big one that's that's really that's really really nice um wow i really really like that um what are some things that you do for self-care like when you notice okay it's gonna be one of those nights like what do you do you do certain things that help relieve your stress and tension yeah i have severe well it's not as bad anymore but i have kind of like a bad mild case of ocd um which they say is why i have trick as well <laughs> um i organize i just like oh gosh i wish i could show you my drawers they're all like neatly folded and stacked and cornered here cornered there color coordinate my closet um organize things i just organize until i'm tired um that's one of the things that help but if i'm really really low I'll just wake up my fiance. Um, I don't really do a lot of self-care because I'm also still very depressed. Mm -hmm. <laughs> very depressed. And I mean, there's lots of things I can do. I mean, I just don't do them. Mm -hmm. Um, because I'm already by that time when I hit that point, I that's it. There's no going back. So I can try, like I, I get to organize most of the time when I organize, it helps. But a lot of the times, there's just nothing I can do. I should really do self-care. Um, when I was in therapy, I'm not right now because I'm supposed to be moving. But when I was in therapy, they said self-care is good for your mental health. And I just, I don't do it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, you know what's interesting is that I've spoken to another person with Trick. And she's a, like a holistic therapist. And she was like, she she said something that kind of blew my mind. I was like, whoa, okay. I never really thought about it that way. But like our when we pull and we do those things, we're like self-soothing. Like we are that is our coping mechanism. And it's like, oh, like, is it self-care? Not really, but also like it it, it kind of is because we are doing something that's like regulating our emotions. Like we can 
we probably should pick something else. You know, like we should try, but it is hard. And it's, it's okay to acknowledge that like, hey, I was feeling this way. I used my coping mechanism. That's okay. But like next time, maybe I don't do it for as long. Or maybe I just pull one or two, or maybe I just pick something up instead of doing it. But like acknowledging like, hey, this is what this is what worked for me as a little kid. And I've kind of tied it to a bunch of things. And so it's hard to like stop in general because like it's tied to everything now. Mm-hmm. But kind of like talking to your younger self and being like, okay, I get you. Like I, I, I acknowledge that you're doing what's best, you know? I thought that was such an interesting thing. Oh. That's powerful because I just think of little me all alone and just doing it, knowing the consequences. And I just think, oh, it's okay. I love you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was really powerful. <laughs> oh well, I often, I like often cry if I think about my younger self. Like if I'm ever asked about her in like an interview or anything that I do, I often cry because I'm thinking, oh my gosh, like all as an adult, I can hold these things and I can, you know, manage certain things because I'm an adult, but like being so little, you're just doing the best you can. You really are. I mean, it's, it's not your fault. And that was a big thing. Like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm doing this to myself, but it's really not your fault. It never was. So how, how heavy was that to like, get rid of it? It never was. Never. Oh, that's why you're a teacher. We need more people like you because I couldn't be a teacher because I would cry with every student for everything. I'm such a cry baby. (laughs) I'm always crying. And even just talking to you makes me want to cry because the fact of the matter is you were hurting too and there was no one to protect you. And that hurts my heart. My heart just is swollen with just sadness for little you as well. Thank you. But guess what? The good news is now we're talking about this. Other people will listen to it. People who know people will share it to them. And then it's like, hopefully one day with all the work that we're doing, those little kids don't grow up like we did, feeling like we're the only ones in the whole world. And they like already know things can be okay. Like things will get better. Like they can have that light at the end of the tunnel that like we didn't get to have as kids. But now we we can tell other people it gets better. Yeah, I agree. I think we can. And that's so nice. You are such a wonderful woman for doing this because this is why I started my Instagram just to just in case. And I always put the hashtag trickletelemania and hopes that someone will see this and go, gosh, she's struggling, too. And I am, too. And I'm glad that I met her. And I think it's powerful. I tell everyone from the bottom of my heart, I love you no matter what even though I don't know you. And even just that helps people's hearts heal. And that's why I'm I'm so, I was like, yes, she wants to talk to me about anything. You can talk to me about anything with my trichotillomania if it helps someone. And I'm so thankful for you. I'm thankful for you. So thank you. Thank you so much. No, it's it's been fantastic talking to you. I have more questions for you, but like, it's been great. I really like talking to you. <laughs> All right, so tell me, um, what advice would you give someone who wants to start sharing? They're a little nervous, but they want to get out there, like on social media. What would you tell them? Oh, man, 
people are going to judge you no matter what. If you like ketchup on your hot dog, if you like mustard on your corn dog, if you like water that is warm, somebody's going to always be like, mm -mm, I would never do that. Gross. So just be you. Owning it helps your heart not feel so heavy. Um, once I start sharing it, I just feel like, oh my God, yes, finally. I don't have to carry this weight anymore. Like, it's freeing. It's very empowering. It's freeing. And it's like, I have control now. They are not controlling that conversation. They can't shame me because I told you, you didn't realize it. Or, you know, because people would try and use that against me to make me feel bad. Oh, I'm unapologetically ripping my eyelashes out because of the trauma. And it's my coping mechanism, and you can either get with it or get out. So just own it, I guess. No, that's fantastic. No, that is so great because you sharing it, even the person that you met in the store, like what, like what a ripple effect that has had. Just sharing it, telling people, and being you, like it's, it's great. It's beautiful, and I really thank you for doing that. Cause that's cool. I never did that. I was scared. <laughs> I was so scared. <laughs> Love you too, honey. Yeah. So I, um, I definitely am inspired by that. I'm like, Oh, I wish I, you know, now I kind of can do it, but, uh, no, that was great. Hey, this is me. This is what I do. Too bad. <laughs> yeah. Cause then, you know, they have the thought. I know they have the thought when they look at me because I have really light brown eyes. So the first thing, I don't know, with me, I make eye contact to show you I'm a genuine human being who has feelings and is capable of love, but also gets their feelings hurt very easily. That's what my eye contact means. And I know they're feeling that like, okay, I'm making eye contact weird. Hmm, something's off about her eyes. Oh, she doesn't have eyelashes. So I can see that like happen in their face. And mm -hmm. so I just I noticed that immediately. I'm like, yeah, I don't have any eyelashes. You know, any questions? <laughs> and they oftentimes, more often than not, I get like, they get a weird look on their face and they're like, how? How are you doing that? That doesn't hurt? Doesn't make you feel in pain? Oh, I would cry. My eyes would be water. You know, it's, yeah, well, you know, it's the trauma. I was an abused and neglected kid. Uh, that was my coping mechanism, and it reverses the, oh, I'm so sorry. And it's like, yeah, you know, you were the one who started the gross comment, so. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, I wish it was like, oh, I'm being vulnerable with you. You be vulnerable back with me. Instead, it's like, I want, what? Because oh, <laughs> now I want to know what people are. I want to write a long-winded email to them. <laughs> right? I hate them. I hate them. They're triggering. I hate them. Um, sorry. Yeah, sure. I hate things, but I hate them. So I will die on that hill because that's horrible. Um, <laughs> I know they always say hate is very strong. So I say, well, I highly dislike them. Highly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm still hating them, but like I also highly dislike and hate. <laughs> <laughs> really wish the worst for them but um but yeah <laughs>
my gosh. <laughs> Woo. <sighs> so that's how I feel. Um. <laughs> Hi. How are you? <laughs> this is my Hi. son, William. Hi, William. Hello. Hi, what are you up to? Switch. Nice. <laughs> I was just yoinking the game. That's and you cool. know, my <clears throat> my son, he has struggles as well. Both of my kids struggle. And this one here. I have the exact same as you. He has ADHD. I have ADHD. And we own it. We tell them, what of it? <laughs> mm -hmm. And he has ODD as well. He he doesn't he doesn't mind sharing. And that's what I love about my kids. They don't mind when the kids get weird. They're like, yeah, I'm different. What of it? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I love, I love that. I love that. I love that. I love that. That's empowering that you can, oh, clap for you. Like, seriously, that's amazing. Like that, <laughs> that's when you're empowering your child, your children. Whoa. Okay. Now I'm gonna start crying for real. Um, oh. But that's really beautiful. <laughs> because that's so nice. Like there's nothing worse than feeling like you have to hide something. Like there's something about you that's, you know, unfavorable or not likable. Like, no, there's nothing about you that's that way. Mm -hmm. Like tell, just share it. Cause then other people will share too and not have a, you know, negative response. Hopefully most of the time, you know, just be yourself. Yeah. We get silenced a lot. Well we don't get silenced. People try to silence my kids and me all the time, but it hurts to hold on to that. So one thing I love about my kids is they don't tolerate bullying. They're always standing up for other kids and they're advocating for not just them, the other kids, but also mom. They're very protective over mom. <laughs> they're like, why are you talking about her eyelashes? What's that have to do with you? <laughs> Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, Ariel, that is fantastic. And your children are so cute because I see the I saw the image when I and I just met him, but I saw the little yeah. picture too when I when he first logged in. But <laughs> Ariel, thank you so much for sharing your time with me and your story, and you know, just having this wonderful conversation. Is there anything you would like to say before we wrap up? Um, you basically said it all, but I mean, I just. I would like to say that, you know, I pretty much love everyone. And if anybody ever wants to talk, I'm always here listening because I know it's like to not have anyone. Um, and I'm really thankful for you. Uh, you're like a huge blessing right now because this is exactly what I wanted to do. Share my story and meet other people just like me. So I'm so glad I got to meet you. Uh, thank you. I'm so happy to meet you. And it's been fantastic. I can't wait to keep in touch and, you know, have you on again someday. Yay! <laughs> All right. So thank you so much. I hope you have a wonderful night. You too.